Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 138, the podcast that Congress has already defunded. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Hey, good evening, everybody. And we have Terry. Hi, everyone. And Ian. I is be here. And we have the dumbass himself. No one laughs at a master of quack foo. <laughs> nice. How is everybody doing? Great. Doing all right. Pretty good. Yeah, doing all right. All right. I'm, I'm coming to you via Texas again. Go, uh, what's the Texas team? Longhorns? Go hook them the horns. Texan, hook them horns. No, the Texans, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, and the Astros. So we have, we and have the uh, Texas Earthlings. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's true. Yes, uh, from Scott Ziegler's. Yes, absolutely from the rookie. Yep, I'm always willing to throw a Scott Ziegler reference in there. Yeah, absolutely. This is our Via Howard show. <laughs> so who's Howard? I guess I'll explain that. Yeah, Howard please. is my father, and he's um, basically anytime we put up a podcast. One of the ways we know the podcast is out, because Brian doesn't necessarily tell us, is my <laughs> dad will start, suddenly start emailing us various links, comments about stuff, things like that. So um, after all this time, we decided to look through the links he's given us over the years and just pick some of our favorite ones and talk about the stuff he sent us. We've used his links in the past, but you know this is a podcast with nothing but his links. Okay, right. Ian, so... Since Howard is so mysterious and reclusive, I, I thought I would I thought I would give us the opportunity to address some of the rumors about him. Okay. Is he a germaphobe with twelve inch toenails? Oh uh, I'd have to say no on that, although admittedly I haven't seen his feet in a while, but they still fit in shoes, so I'm gonna go with no. Okay, so no on the twelve inch toenails. Uh did he once lock himself in a movie theater for four months living on chocolate bars and chicken? Um, well, he's not a fan of chocolate, and since I, he's never vanished since I've known him for four months, um, I'm going to assume a no on that one as well. Okay, and it is possible with those first two that I've got the wrong recluse named Howard. So, yeah. um, what about when he drives a car off the lot, its price increases in value? Ah, uh, don't I wish. Uh, sorry. Okay, what about he is fluent in all languages, including three that only he speaks? Uh, the first part, no. The three that only he speaks, that that could be possible. Okay. Did he once win a staring contest with his own reflection? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> How do you know when you've won? <laughs> he knows, Terry. He, he knows. I, I think the mirror cracks. <laughs> all right. So is yeah, it, it true that no less than 25 Mexican folk songs have been written about his beard? <laughs> Couldn't tell you that. Uh, he did live in Mexico when he was a kid, but I don't think he had a beard back then. So, um, you know, I don't know how well he's known in Mexico right now. All right. What about the fact that he never wears a watch because time is always on his side? <laughs> I think he disagree with that greatly. I, I'm pretty sure he could use more time. Okay. And if opportunity knocks and he's not home, opportunity waits? <laughs> Ah, uh, I've never ran into opportunity when I go to visit him, so... And I've been at his place a few times when he's not home, so maybe opportunity just wasn't knocking, so... Can't confirm nor deny that one. All right, and he has inside jokes with people he's never met. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah! Podcast. 
That is true. <laughs> that is and true. the last of these was an allusion to the fact that Howard is the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised you didn't ask, you didn't want to confirm or deny that he had feathers and a beak. Now we need to make, nope. get people to make Mexican folk songs about his beard so that at least one of these can be true. As long as we don't have to sing it, I think we're good. Yeah, we might be and okay. And I know he has feathers and a beak. They ride on, they're on a bird riding on his shoulder. Um, okay. Yep. And that would be Ziggy. Ziggy is the name of their bird. All right. Well, good. So I, I, I assume that we've, we've cleared every possible myth up about Howard now? No, not every possible myth. <laughs> Listeners, write in and ask prevalent. us about Howard. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, good. Do we have anything, anything else that we need to go over here? I'm, I'm done. Okay. I do think Howard needs his own address at, at, at amateurskeptics.com. Gosh, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that way he can be sending mail to himself. Yeah, yep. that'd be good. Uh, can you imagine how much more mail we'd get? The narcissism involved. <laughs> All right. Well, then it's time for the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. And this time we're definitely straight out talking about masturbation. So, which, yeah, that that that's an odd occurrence. A <laughs> <laughs> masturbation moment is not always focused on masturbation. No, any, I mean, we, anything about sex, we kind of throw right in there. Yeah, yeah. But th this article is definitely masturbation. It is. Um, the article itself is from Alternet. The title is "Last Chance: Masturbation Month Is Ending." All the ways self love is good for you. Um. It's a pretty good article talking about the actual benefits of masturbation. Okay. Uh, well, tell me more. All right. So the number one benefit, it helps you get acquainted with your own orgasms. Okay. You know, basically, the idea is, you know, you masturbate, you figure your own body out. You figure out what turns you on, you know, what touching does, and that'll help you, you know, I, the idea is, you know, from that, you can... You know, get yourself up, but it also help you with a partner. You know, knowing what gets you off can help you guide your partner to, you know, what's going to feel best and make the sexual experience, you know, as good as it can be. Yeah, and that's one of the the things I keep advocating. You know, it's I mean, the one of the one of the main things is that if you know how to give yourself an orgasm, it's just going to be easier for you to show somebody else how to give you one. Right. So you know, that, but if you're sort of new at it, you could. Um, it could help you just get more comfortable with the process. Sure. Yeah, I guess that, that okay. I think actually that's, that's covered later in this article too. Oh, sorry. All right. The, the, that's okay. All right. So the number two is it helps layer the sexual experience. And, you know, basically uh -huh. it talks about variety. You said layer. <laughs> oh. But it talks about kind of the variety of, you know, different things getting you off in, in this, it, more or less referring to females. Than males, but you know, men themselves can use toys. But talks about using hands, relying on toys, finding you know different things that you're good at, and getting comfortable with you know, with experimenting. Basically, there so, is there is no lack of great like masturbation toys. I mean, that they're all. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, 
sex begets uh, the, uh, the sexologist Kat Van Kirk. Apparently, I was quoted as saying, "Sex begets sex." The more often a woman is sexually aroused, even by herself, the more likely she is to not only want more sex with a partner, but also be more orgasmic when she does it. Now, so there you go, um, Terry. I'm curious. Is, is sexology a branch of science you can get a degree in? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've, I've wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> a clinical sexologist doesn't sound like a bad career. <laughs> okay, next. It can work as a sleep aid. Yeah, well, this, there's no doubt. I mean, yeah. it, especially when I'm traveling, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, sex, you know, getting off does relieve stress. It does relax you. It does make you feel more comfortable. You know? Which is why we don't advocate doing that while driving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's not a great idea. No. You, know, you know, banging one out at the end of a stressful day, you know, it's definitely a... Way to help you relax. Banging one out at the end of a non-stressful day, too. Yeah. In fact, just bang one out (laughs) for the hell of it. That's right. So so what we're asking is all the listeners to stop what they're doing. Okay, pause the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, pause the podcast. (laughs) Find something to get yourselves aroused. Bang one out real quick and listen to the rest of this podcast nice and relaxed. You're kind of assuming that they're not getting off to the sounds of our voices. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, I'm not. None of us are David Michael. (laughs) <laughs> it's true, yeah. But actually, that's anytime you're listening to a podcast, you should do that. About you know, <laughs> ten minutes in, pause the podcast, you know, get one off, and then come oh. back nice and relaxed and ready to. Um, oh, Cecil! Oh, Cecil. <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh, was that was my mic on just then? That was your outside <laughs> voice. <laughs> Cecil, huh? It's really Cecil she. Does she she you. does that when she's outside, does she? <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. So next is it makes being single that much easier. I can see that I haven't been single in a while, but I can understand that. Although I love that this one has a George Carlin quote: "If God had intended us not to masturbate, He would have made our arms shorter." Yeah. Which is why T Rexes are always being are always portrayed as being pissed off. <laughs> You know what, though? This is bullshit, because even if I couldn't reach, I would find a way. <laughs> well, yeah, dolphins do. Yeah. Dolphins get each other off by blowing bubbles to each other. No, 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 no. It's you, not you, masturbation, but it actually, is. Actually, no, that's that's a myth. What dolphins do is they have trained humans to come into the water with them so that they can <laughs> masturbate on the humans. <laughs> Orcas uh, will they are, themselves. Uh, they are one of the more the more intelligent animals on this earth. So they've trained us. To they trained that. us. Orcas will Parrots rub train us all the time. Orcas, pods of orcas will go rub themselves on the river bottom, on the smooth rocks of a river bottom in Alaska. That's what scientists think they're doing. Hmm. Masturbating. Nice. Well, that's how the rocks got smooth. <laughs> uh, okay. So number five, it puts you in a better mood. And this talks about basically increases blood flow to your body. And um, it finishes up by talking a brain scan of someone having an orgasm looks like a heroin addict. So. Yeah, so that, I mean, it, that's one of the things I think that I've heard for, on um, Dr. Darrell Ray's podcast. Is he, He's talked about that as well. Well, you know, anything pleasurable that happens in your brain, you know, it, it's basically because that's what drugs do. They stimulate the pleasure centers of your brain. So, of course, pleasurable things that happen to you are going to look similar 
to the way drugs react. Sure, because it's a huge dopamine hit. So yeah. The next, it can relieve pain. Um, basically, you know, it's talking about an orgasm. Whatever it does is similar to you know if you're taking Tylenol, and it's a lot more fun and pleasurable. So, oh, honey, you say it's not tonight. You got a headache. You know what's good for that. <laughs> That's right. I've tried that one. <laughs> Did it get you hit? <laughs> It didn't get him off. <laughs> okay, next. It can help keep you hard. Uh, basically, this one talks about how um, it m- regularly getting off will help a man not suffer from erectile dysfunction. It helps keep the work. You know, it helps keep the um, tool working better. It, you know, if it's used regularly, is the idea. That makes sense because there are muscles involved. Mm. So, it, yeah. I mean, you got to work those muscles. So that it makes that makes a lot of sense. You know so that saying, uh, you know the T Rexes that don't masturbate are said to be suffering from a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> you, you you stepped all over Terry for that. That's Sorry, right. that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just going to put a number on the regular. Uh, they're saying that you need to do it more than once a week to um, achieve the benefit of not getting erectile dysfunction. Right? Is there Let's anybody see. here not doing it? Not not doing it. Less than twice a week. Here? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm down to once a day. I mean, but you know. So what does it say? Uh, the American Journal of Medicine found that men who reported having sex less than once a week were twice as likely to develop erectile dysfunction. So have sex or orgasm or masturbate or whatever more than once a week. Basically, the angle you of your dangle, perky. <laughs> you don't use it, you lose it. Yep. Okay, next is an interesting one. It makes your hair look better. Which they, hair? Uh, no. <laughs> hair on your head. It's talking about um, you know, believe it or not, there are blood vessels connected to your hair follicles. And um, you know, the healthy blood flow does affect healthy hair. And so it's basically saying, you know, the more blood we get, the more blood we get pumping through our system, the more oxygen and nutrients reach different parts of our body, the scalp included. So, you know, being more sexually active is going to make your hair look better. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, because it may be true that, that it does increase some blood flow a little bit, but if this is your hair loss strategy, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not going to work out so well for you. I, 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 this one, and it's her easy Although, you know, if you see somebody up, with silky smooth hair and you ask them, what's your secret? You know, it's her, <laughs> if they say masturbation, I mean, what am I going to do? Right. But, uh, I'm going to call bullshit on this. This one sounds, this one sounds a little bit fallacious, even for me. Okay. So, dumbass. You're saying that if somebody has silky smooth hair, they may have been messing with the Zoan? I'm saying if somebody has silky smooth hair, they, their fingers have been down in their nether region. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number nine. It helps mediate the effects of menopause. Yeah, um, this was an interesting one. This, yeah. The idea that, that the vagina, um, sh- what, the, the, the inside narrows? That's what it's saying. The, the, the vagina can actually narrow, making intercourse and exams more painful. So basically, by masturbating, you're kind of keeping it a bit more open, a bit more... Um, uh, they, they use moisture problems, but I guess, you know, a bit more... Um, well, they're saying yeah, you use a water-based lubricant, which is fine. Water-based yeah. lubricants are always lovely. <clears throat> but 
I'm wondering, does this require um, insertion? Do you want to use a dildo when, when masturbating this way? Because if you're trying to keep that open, I mean, you wouldn't just want to stimulate the clit in this case. I think you'd, right. you'd want to actually um, use a toy or something. That's what I was just going right. to say. Yeah. I'm pro toy, so that, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and finally, number ten, it can help keep you and your junk healthy. Uh, uh, masturbation can produce the right environment for a strengthened immune system. Uh, no, that's it. That's just what. That's one of the things that they always say about thing. You know, like it boosts your immune system or whatever. That kind of like maybe it has some benefits, but probably not that great in that. Although right. I do believe the thing about prostate cancer. Uh, but, well, yeah, uh, researchers found that men who ejaculated more than five times a week were a third less likely to develop prostate cancer. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's pretty significant. Now, I have an image here that makes a lot of these points much more succinctly. Uh-oh. I'm sending you guys. All right. I love the images on radio, too. That's so cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, this makes for great radio. <laughs> <laughs> So it's these great cartoon drawings of natural home remedies. Cramps, PMS, have an orgasm. Stress, rub one out. Insomnia, you guessed it. Financial troubles, it's free. It it seems like we've had we've we've gone over a similar one of these before. <laughs> so we'll we'll put the link up on, on the show notes so that you know. I'm not sure where I got that from. Perhaps we <laughs> so perhaps we did we, perhaps we covered this before. I'm not so sure. It, it's yeah. possible. Yeah. So the image is available on our show notes now. So All right. Very good. <laughs> so it seems pretty clear that we should all stop masturbating. Start. <laughs> oh, right. Start. Oh. Right. All right, listeners, welcome back. Start. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're, we're, we're going to pause the podcast for about, what, 15 minutes and make sure yeah, we'll we all are... <laughs> We'll be right back after this commercial break. All right. So we've got, a, we've got, we've got more Howard articles. Well, there's always going to be more Howard articles. So th this next one, hasty written ballot initiative seeks to ban same-sex marriage would make all marriage illegal. And so this is so this one is a Colorado specific one, but I think Texas did the same thing. Didn't didn't they have? Didn't we um, talk about a law that they passed that um, basically made um, uh, all all marriage illegal in Texas if, if it was enacted the way that it was written? Seems like there's seems, a few like yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like, and it seems like there's a couple of them. It seems like um, the, the, they're writing these so hastily, and so they they write they write these things out in in such a such a way as to make it sound like, um, and this one is from Think Progress, and this is about a Colorado initiative that they, so they're trying to get signatures for it, and uh, in the law that um, that or in the um, proposed um, language for this. Uh, there is a piece, uh, where is it? So it says, uh, um, the last part of the text reads, uh, and of course this is a, this is, they're trying to protect religion is, is how they kind of, they phrase this. Any particular religious belief that would prevent marriage from taking place in Colorado. So the idea being that any sort of religious belief that, that it's like, so like if, if there's a religion that believes gays shouldn't get married, then, then you, gays couldn't get married because it would be against somebody's particular religious belief. The problem is that it, it goes too far because all these different religions, like, have different, different views on the, on all those particular things. And you get to the point, um, the article goes, it gets to the point finally where it's like, by using that language, ultimately that, you know, some religion is going to have a problem with everything. 
and and you end up with with nobody being able to marry. You know, it's this is one of those. Um, I think this is one of those arguments arguments to absurdity. It, absolutely, and it's a little bit of fear mongering. And also, I think that they are misquoting this. Women who have had sexual intercourse prior to marriage are also out of luck. That's because Deuteronomy provides that a man who is a woman who is not a virgin on her wedding night shall be brought to the door of her father's house, and there the men of the town shall the men of the town shall stone her to death. I think the correct quote is, and this is appropriate to Colorado, that she shall be brought to the door of her father's house, father's house, and shall be stoned. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> So, so they're gonna bring one over and toke one up. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Well, I, you know, I do know that there are certain religious cults that believe that people shouldn't get married at all. Right. Well, that I mean, I think that the the Bible kind of covers that too. Jesus said that at some point. Listen, I mean, if you if you got to do it, get married. But otherwise, you know, really, you know, the world's ending. Just follow me. Mm-hmm. So the the problem we're seeing this a lot though we're seeing a lot of ballot initiatives after after the supreme court you know made their claim but the problem is is that the supreme court supreme court made it pretty clear you know that that it, that is a fundamental right so even if they enact these laws now i i don't i think that that they would not be enforceable let me uh let me make the point that the guy you're quoting there jesus yeah, he hung okay. around with he hung around with money lenders Known prostitutes and fishermen who are who are inveterate liars. So, <laughs> so you're saying my source is is not a great one? I'm saying that your source is not a great one. Mm. And you show me a fisherman who's not a liar, and <laughs> I'll show you a fisherman who's lying. I just think it's funny. We're seeing we've we've seen this in Texas. We're seeing it, and now in Colorado. I mean, of all places, but I think that there are others. This can't. They, I, I think that there's a bunch of other initiatives like this. It's 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 fear mongering. It's trying to get people. It's trying to get people who are reading these articles. It's trying to get them afraid. And I have seen well, this before, shared on shared on Facebook, and they're basically trying to create a backlash to overthrow marriage equality and whatnot. They're essentially saying that, well, this is what you've opened the door to, and you know, well, soon nobody will be able to get married. This particular piece of legislation is, I mean, it's not well written. Um, no, I one. agree with you. I agree with but, you. That it's not. Um, but I love this Second uh, uh, Corinthians quote uh, six fourteen. Uh, is that the one I'm looking at? So basically, uh, for example, instructions instruct the faithful not to be uh, yoked to, together with unbelievers. So, so yeah. So if, if somebody, you, so basically, um, inter interfaith marriages would be illegal. Interracial marriages would be illegal. Yeah, I, I, the you, the amendment in itself. You're saying the people who wrote this are, are doing the fear mongering. No, I'm saying that the people who took the article and put it together are doing the are doing the argument to absurdity. You I, think that the Think I, Progress I think is that, doing that? I, I actually do, yes. And I mean, I'm just, it, and I'm going to stand. Here's by. here's here's the thing: is that I I think that the, the the point is that the because the legislation is so vague, they're saying that you could make a case for all of these things. I don't think that right. I don't know that they're doing the fear mongering. They're just saying that the, you know the people who who are putting these things in place haven't thought them out very well. Okay. But I have seen this stuff shared on Facebook as a way to get people frightened. 
So I don't think that the, the I don't think that this this particular piece of I I didn't read the Think Progress article and and think that. Did anybody else read the Think Progress article and think that 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 this article was fear mongering? Well, I'm reading it right. I read it right now as we were discussing it. Uh-huh. Mac, who do you think is trying to frighten whom? I'm having trouble. Um, yeah, that's what I, I don't understand. Okay. This this article, I, I believe this particular article, if not this one, then one very very similarly written, is being used on Facebook by people to frighten people. What people? Uh, religious right people, older people, Republicans, you name it. Wait, what? Frame frame them about what? That it will invalidate their marriages, or yeah, it's going to invalidate their marriages. It's going to it that this this type of article here. This this is being used as an example, even though it's an argument to absurdity. It's an argument. You know, people don't recognize an argument to absurdity when they see it most of the time. Here's the thing: is that I, I think that I mean that. The, the article kind of is pointing out a slippery slope, but they're yeah. pointing out a particular slippery slope in a piece of le- in a in a in a piece of legislation that somebody's trying to put on a ballot. Yeah, because it's not well thought and out. I, I agree that the piece of legislation is not thought, not well thought out. And that pu- I but it sounds absurd, but there are mofo racist jerks who are going to take this and say, "Oh, yeah, well now we can ban interracial marriage, right?" Because well, but now they can ban everybody's marriage. Right. Which, by the way, so is, I don't know that it's. I think absurd. that's a. I think that's a great idea. I think we should ban everybody's marriage. See, here's. <laughs> I mean, what one of the problems in here? Yeah. Uh, what the, what they're trying to say? Uh, one one of the pieces said it says in here in the in the piece of legislation, marriage is recognized as a form of religious expression of the people of Colorado and shall not be abridged through the state's um, prescribing or uh, recognizing any law that implicates. Uh, implicitly or explicitly defines a marriage in opposition or or agreement with any particular religious belief. None right of which there. Sense. Well, I think I well unless I mean I, I I realize that I that my reading of it is probably not fantastic, but the idea here is that they're claiming marriage as being a religious piece, and they and they want the state to keep out of it. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind if uh, the state, you know didn't do anything with marriages whatsoever as long as people could, you know, get the same benefits. I mean, uh, even without marriage at all. I mean, I think Howard was commenting on this too, like things like uh, hospital visitation rights or whatever. Why can't we have a thing where, you know, if you, you can, you can set it up. It doesn't even have to be a spouse or family member. If you don't want a family member at all to have visitation rights, but you want to have, let your best friend have visitation rights. Why can't we have an easy way to do that? That doesn't mm-hmm. require, you know, spending a lot of money on lawyers and stuff. I, I don't have a particular issue with what you're saying. The problem is, is that it has to be done across the board. We can't have one thing for one person and one thing for another. They, no, they exactly. Have to, there should be a, yeah. there should be an easy, uh, a, Easy way for people to access a way to like edit their their list and um, put this kind of thing together that can have like the same benefits uh, even if you're not married to a person. But the institutions have to honor it. So I heard about a case. I think this uh, lesbian couple was in I think Florida. Uh, one of the one of the with their kids. One of the moms had a stroke or something and ended up dying in the hospital. And they had all of the legal paperwork in place, and her wife couldn't visit her. Her wife and children could not visit her because the hospital would not honor the legal documentation. 
which is awful. Yes. Right, but and and this is this is a problem. We've talked about this before. I thought it was in uh, New Mexico. That, oh, maybe. Um, but I don't know. But I we we've, we've heard about this before, and we and we've talked about it before. Yeah. So so it is important that we have a a common piece of legislation. And right now, marriage is the way that we have done that. That that's how we've done that. And if they and if you want to if you want to remove marriage and make it something else that the state is going to see. You know, I, I've I've said I thought I always think that it, it should be civil unions by the state, and and marriage can be be a religious thing. I, I don't I don't really care what the word is. And actually, it's kind of funny because when I talk to um, people that uh, like I have a friend who's Catholic, if you take the word marriage out of it, they don't care anymore. They have this absurd. Um, re- this absurd attachment to the word marriage, even if even if civil union is identical, they're okay with it because it's not marriage. It's like, well, but what is the difference other than <laughs> other than the word? And there isn't. Yeah, a rose by any other name, right? Exactly. Yep. But it is. But it is. But it is. Does seem to be across the board true, uh, at least in in the people that I've talked to and what I've experienced. That as soon as you call it something other than marriage. They go about their business, right? It's yeah. marriage that, that it's this word that they have an attachment to. Well, they're not the I, ones, though. That's the weird thing, and I've pointed it out before that, uh, and that's the only thing that they've ever had going for them at all. And, and it's a weak argument, but it's the only argument that they've really had going for them. All the other ones are just completely debunkable. But right. that, uh, you know, you can't tell us how to define marriage. The, the government doesn't have the power to say that uh, you need to define this word that way. And the government doesn't have that power. They're, they're right about that. And I'm kind of of the mind that I'd like to take that completely off the table. Right. But the, the, I mean, the issue is, I mean, do, do we, do we say, okay, there, there's no more marriage. It's civil union. And we do it just, we do a find and replace through all documentation and change marriage to civil union. The problem, yeah. Brian, is that they're not the, the Catholics, the Christian right, whatever you want to say, they're not the only ones with the attachment to the word marriage. Who else has? Well, okay, who else has an attachment the to the people who are fighting for marriage equality rather okay. than civil unions? And I and I agree with that too. That they that they have the same attachment. They they want this word as well. I agree with yeah. that. Um, you know, and part of the problem is is that I I don't have a particular attachment to that word. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I mean, the. the, the I mean, it's the, kind of weird. A word is a word. You yeah. can call things what you want to call them. Yeah. You but can have a civil union and call it a marriage if you want. Right. But at the, but at this point, the, with the way that the the way that after what the what the courts have done, marriage is available to any two people, and and that's kind of how I think it should be. Now, this other thing that you guys are talking about, I, I that I, I don't have a particular problem with that. But the one of the issues that we have is existing legislation, right? And nobody wants to rewrite the rewrite the whole book. Yeah, that's a big problem, right? Yeah. And I mean, and like I was saying, why do married people get to have all these privileges? We we should make it so that non-married people can get certain of these privileges too. Like you you can like yeah, and, and you can edit a list or something and have it on like some sort of uh, easily accessible thing, and it can be like. Uh, something that uh, institutions can look up really easily, and it would be like cheap for you to just go in and edit your information on that. Why can't we have that? Why can't you, like, for example, like I was saying, give a friend visitation rights in, in the hospital, and like take your fa- fa- say your family doesn't have visitation rights for you in the hospital. 
Yeah, I don't quite understand the whole idea that only family is allowed. Well, I, I, I never, I don't get why that is a thing. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that's the default that you would assume if somebody hasn't made any preferences that, you know, their their family. But you know, I sure, would keep rather that have as a, as the default. But you know, let people change that if they want. I would rather have some friends show up than some fr- than some family members. Yeah, sure. So I guess I mean, here's the thing: is that then everybody has to have a written kind of power of attorney structure saying that if this happens, this is this is the person. That, that we default to and it has to be available and then it has to be honored. And so we have to get all those things to line up. And we've had issues with that with, with, with hospitals honoring certain power of attorneys. The problem with that, Ryan, is that if we, if we have all these power of attorneys, that gives the attorneys the power and we'll never get to our stated goal of eating all the lawyers. Okay. My stated goal. Yeah. Your stated goal. <laughs> Soylent green is lawyers, Brian. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I don't know, but to go back to the idea that, that, that this article is fear mongering, I don't see it. Um, and I think that the, I have seen it used as fear mongering. So I, 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 I agree I that, that be, that's possible. I may be particularly sensitive to it. Maybe. Cause I've been, I've been seeing this stuff and I'm sick of it. So, well, I can understand that too, right? It's like, get over it. It's done, right? Yeah. And, 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 and I think that even if this, if somebody were to put this on the ballot and it were to pass, the Supreme Court has already spoke, or has already judged this in yeah. a way, hasn't it? Yeah. It's already said, it's already said that all of these bans on, 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 on marriage equality are, are, oh, um, yeah. are gone. They, you, you can't use them anymore. They're already invalid. So even it, so I guess the, the, it's interesting because the, Fear mongering almost doesn't apply because even if it goes through and it was voted on, it's still invalid. It still can't be used. Well, they're going to appeal the Supreme Court decision, though. <laughs> to, to God? Gonna, well, yeah, they already well, are. Of course. Actually, what's, what's funny about that is that, okay, so I put in the, this, the, that that's exactly what they're doing on this next article that, that I put up there. And of course, it's another picture, and I apologize. But, um, it is a billboard that somebody put up. Where, where did, where did this thing get put up? Oh yeah. Um, did I did I put up the wrong link? No, you put it up. I saw it. My link failed. Yeah, it's going straight oh. to my Gmail account. That's weird. Yeah, it did too. Oh no. Okay. Wait. It's from Hullabaloo. How did I manage that? I I don't know. Because I know I saw it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, That's I did weird. too. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Because it, yeah, it's gotten changed. Hold on. Uh. Well, I found another link to it. Maybe. No, no, it's the well, same. That's weird. The, the 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 link got changed in yeah, the document. Okay, well, I'm going to change it back. I'm going to I'm going to fix this right now. Post production is a wonderful thing to be able to have. I know, right? I can go back <laughs> and I can edit this, and nobody's ever going to know how badly I screwed up. Okay, there it is. I fixed it. It works. Okay, so uh, so it, it's funny you should say that because this. So somebody has put up a billboard that says marriage equals one man. One woman. And then underneath it, it says, please, I need your help with this, dash God. Oh, so it's God making an appeal to us. <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, that, God put that up this billboard. Be, that could be one man, one Scotsman. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. I'll tell you what, though. That's a short skirt for a Scotsman. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, the, um, 
following it, they go through all of the very, I don't know all, but they go through a bunch of various um, parts of the Bible that refer to a man having more than one wife. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's funny. So, yeah. So, so even the Bible is, it's, 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 it's usually one man, right? So that part they've got okay. But the, the one wife thing is very flexible. Yeah. I mean, in biblical times, one man, one little girl. And that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, three or four little girls, you mean. You know what? Yes. You can't, you can't have just one. It's Lot and his daughter. <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> 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 yeah so this is interesting so uh, uh yeah i thought i just thought that, so yeah so i guess this is i god making an appeal but i've seen other stuff where people are you know asking god to come down and fix this yeah and and as usual you know their invisible sky daddy is kind of silent on the whole subject well they just they have... might they should be careful or they've got the wrong god coming down right or coming up from the depths <laughs> <laughs> how did God fuck this up so badly in the first place then? Like, well, that's a good crazy. question, right? How did he lose so control of this so badly? He lost control of it because basically the Bible is mythology. Yeah. Because freedom and because America. That's right. Yeah, so I, I just, it's so funny to me, these appeals. It's like... I, I think that uh, I think that God said marriage is one swan and one woman and only for 15 20 minutes or one no. bull and one woman I, 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 we're not I, going by Zeus I, he's a valid he's hey he's the father of the gods <laughs> if you discount Kronos <laughs> oh God <laughs> well Cthulhu says. One Japanese schoolgirl, one tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen just one tentacle. <laughs> well, one tentacle per Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> it's usually more like tentacle schoolgirl. Yeah. yeah, one per orifice they, and limb. <laughs> that, is, that is why they're called that. If it was just one, they'd be called one tickles. <laughs> That's their tentacles. All right. Well, okay. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some fear mongering on going on there. That's not the way I read it. My, my reading of that was just that they were, that they were pointing out some obscure legislation that, that and, people were hastily trying to pass through. Yeah. And I think, I don't think that the article writers intended what it, the article is being used for. So well, that, that's very likely too that, that somebody else is using it for fear mongering. I mean, that, that could be. Yeah. All I thought is when I saw the article, I've seen this before, and oh my god, it was on Facebook. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's just funny. I mean, I guess you could use it that way. Uh, you know, oh my god, they're trying to completely outlaw marriage. Exactly. If this happens, it's like, if, if it goes through, it'll be just like Texas. Nobody will, you know, just look the other way and nothing will happen. <laughs> which, which really actually should probably be the, the norm when it comes to Texas. All right, good. It sounds like we can move on. Yep. This is how we are spending billions on sex educa or on sexual miseducation of American youth. I love that title. Yeah, this is a really long article. So for those of you who are just reading it right now, you're not going to get through it. But, uh, but yeah, the basis of this is 
well, it starts off with a story about whose uh, children are being asked to take sex education course called Choosing the Best, which is, it's not abstinence-only education, it's abstinence-focused education, which is what they're trying to soften it into and trying to say that they're using science and science-based research in order to do this kind of stuff, which is pretty much blatantly false, but they have tried to soften it and try to make it more, make their message a little bit more, uh, so that they'll pass a little bit more muster so that uh, people won't scrutinize them too much, but it's, uh, a lot of it is still the same old crap over and over again. Okay, and I can use the Bible to prove that abstinence is is not 100% effective. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) But, but to be fair, that would make the offspring female as well. Are you saying Jesus was a girl? I'm saying Jesus is a woman. Yeah, I could get I could get behind she Jesus. She, she, she I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Because she, Jesus. The, the, there's, I mean, there's no other way for for that to work. I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry. Um, if it's immaculate conception, that well, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon her. Uh, well, that's true. Holy Ghost money shot knocked her up. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I think God was masturbating and the thing got loose. This whole thing was an accident. <laughs> have we talked about the Brick Testament's picture of the Holy Spirit coming upon Mary? I don't know if we have. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> Holy Ghost money so there are a lot of uh, details in here like about the organizations that they're affiliated with. Uh, there's the American College of Pediatricians, the Medical Institute for Sexual Health, which are both just basically right-wing think tanks, and they're uh, advocating their anti-homosexuality. And Wait, that's an oxymoron. Right-wing and think tank? That's not <laughs> contradictory. No, but here's that's what the thing they call what this whole thing is, I mean, so as they're talking about, they're talking about how this is, it's a lot of religiously coded language that goes into this, you know, into this, this program is, yeah, the program is essentially a Christian based, um, absence only wow. program that they've obfuscated the language to make it, to try and make it look like it's, like it's not coming out of a religious perspective. This is basically intelligent design for absence only sex education. Yeah. It, it, I mean, well, the, all they're all they're trying trying to do is hide the fact that they're trying to teach teach Christian morals through this through this uh, through you know through this program. Well, that's uh, the this, thing, and they've they've got a lot more details. A lot of it is they're trying to um, you know indoctrinate their kinds of values and how people should think about relationships and stuff. And a lot of it is very cringeworthy. I mean, so uh, there's this. Um, I'll read this to you. Uh, the 2004 report also zeroed in on choosing the best, concluding that the eighth grade curriculum, Choosing the Best Life, contained 32 major errors and distortion of public health information and other um, Choosing the Best publications perpetuated harmful gender stereotypes. One exercise, which told the story of a knight who saved a princess from a dragon, reminded readers, quote, occasional suggestions and assistance, end quote, from women, quote, may be all right, but too much of it will lessen a man's confidence or even turn him away from his princess, end quote. <laughs> wow. It's slut Yeah. So, so basically... And misogyny, yeah. 
partner should feel free to tell their partners what they how they like and what they like. I mean, I, I suppose it can be go too far and it can be you, you can be demanding, but that can be both sides. Both men and women can be a little demanding in bed if they. I don't think that's a huge problem that you have to warn people away from. Do you, t- people are all right to say to say to their partner, um, "I'd like you to do it this way," and uh, to try to minimize that and, uh, and caution them that, "Oh, if if you if if you do it too much, it lessens a man's confidence and turn him away from you." That, that's ridiculous. It's not demanding if you have people who are actually talking to each other. Or am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, no, people should be talking to each other and talking about their sexual preferences and things like that. I mean, suggesting that this is what you need to focus on, that we have to tell people not to tell women, tell young girls that they shouldn't be too demanding in bed, that this is a lesson that we need to teach them. That's very presumptuous and it's cringeworthy. Well, it's it's one-sided too because it's okay for the man to be, you know, demanding, but not the woman. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. So I love this, uh, talking about the American College of Pediatricians. That's one of the sources on this. The organization produces the facts about youth, which outlines the health risks of the homosexual lifestyle and advocates for change therapy for patients seeking to, to change unwanted homosexuality and develop their heterosexual potential, which is code for beat the gay out of you. Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you know, one of the other things that, that's scary about, you know, this, the, um, so they're teaching this absence only sex education, but yet they're not including, but they're, they're not including outlets such as masturbation. Those are outside the scope of the program. Cause it's sin, right? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, once again, yeah, you're right. Cause I, I, I like I'm saying that this absence only stuff is, is coded Christian language. Um, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I abstinence was, focused, not abstinence only. Well, this is abstinence focused. Yeah, right. They're claiming, right? Yeah. But then they're going to shame focus. you. A- abstinence focus, Brian, is code for we're going to show you why all the other stuff is bad. Right. But we'll talk about it and why it's bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so they're going to shame everything but abstinence only. and But then they're not going to tell you, but, you know, we're telling you don't have sex, but, you know, rub one out. No, they're, <laughs> they're not going to talk about that at all. We're not going to talk about masturbation at all. And then... A lot of their thing focuses on trying to make the case that if uh, if you don't wait till marriage, there can be negative mental health and emotional consequences for this. Like if you're too loose, there are a number. They they have quotes, and I'm willing to bet that uh, their quotes are all pretty much just made up. But they've got this one uh, quote uh, from their textbook on the here from a girl named Robin saying, "After I had sex the second time, it made me feel horrible. First of all, I didn't enjoy it, and second, I thought, what are you doing to yourself?" You know that you can get pregnant and maybe catch an STD. All these thoughts were going through my mind. And that's which emotional consequences is Robin experiencing. See, but I don't doubt that actually that quote is real. Because if you're telling somebody how shameful something is and then the, and, and they go and do it, yeah. you've already you've already set them up on a guilt cycle. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... um. I don't I, doubt I, that it could be real, but I'm uh, I'm guessing that ge- these guys are the type who just make up quotes. They well, could be, but yeah, there's logic to that. We see that with the homosexual community. Um, your right wingers love to point out the high suicide rate within the homosexual community, and yet they're the ones that are basically telling the homosexuals how horrible and sinful and you know all, all this negative stuff about them. It's like, well, yeah, you guys are creating that by what you're telling them. 
So hitting causation. I think yeah. I and I think at least they made up some quotes later on because they go over a couple things. Like on uh, the web page, they have an anonymous teacher saying, "Students loved it. They told me they were dying to get to my class to find out what we were going to be doing that day." <laughs> <laughs> so the upshot of this is, if you are young and horny, if you're a young horny boy, don't have premarital sex and don't masturbate. What you should do is seek out a priest instead. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, my God, I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, oh, I just heard that. Anyway. I There's all this that. business about purity, too, which is <clears throat> down below that quote. It just makes me oh, yeah. sick. An anonymous teacher said that. I'm sure an, an anonymous teacher actually said that. that the, and the teacher students were dying to get to the class because they really so much loved this program. <laughs> and uh, there was a spokesperson for Choosing the Best who said... Uh, Students and teachers contact us continuously to tell us what an incredible and positive difference the CTV program has made in their or their students' lives. See, yeah, but I'm once so sure. again, this is all anecdotes, and whether they're true or not doesn't make a damn bit of difference if the program doesn't work, if it doesn't lower teen pregnancy rates, if it doesn't lower STD rates, if it doesn't make children more uh, have enough information to make decisions for themselves. If these programs don't do any of those things and we can't see a statistical result from them, none of those anecdotes matter. Sarah, every time I had sex, I was giving away a piece of my heart. I was giving away something I could never get back. I didn't know that every time I had sex, I was losing my objectivity. She uh, only thinks that's because that's what they have taught her with this licking the peppermint patty exercise. Well, she started <laughs> actually. Well, was she it licking? Off. I thought it was just handing it around. Oh. She she Sorry. started off with low self-esteem <laughs> in the first place, and she got lower self-esteem, and she went through. Well, sure. That's my judgment. Yeah, what about hearing from girls who got good self-esteem from having sex? Hey, I'm actually good at this, and my partner really enjoys what I do. I feel great about having sex. Well, yeah, but they don't count because they're either porn stars or uh, pop stars. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, the, so it's weighted to one side, right? I, I you know, I, I, I don't. Yeah, think the, the whole that, experiment that, of passing a peppermint patty around and see, look, look how after everybody's handled it, looks how uh, messy it's gotten. You wouldn't want this. This is just like a woman who's been handled around. And, just and like a woman. To that, you just got to say, "Fuck you." I think yeah, Charles exactly. Schultz. I think the estate of Charles Schultz should sue. <laughs> I do think it's interesting though that Terry licked the peppermint patty. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I have read that this is an old, uh, this is an old exercise that these abstinence focused organizations do. And they'll, they'll have kids lick, you know, each lick the peppermint patty. And by like the third kid, nobody wants to lick it anymore, right? Why would you want to lick it after the first one did anyway? Exactly. Well, you can maybe I mean, find an but, unlicked spot. Right. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. It's like, but it's not a good allegory for, for a, for a no. man or a woman for that matter. No, and it doesn't set kids up to have mutually respectful, open, um, healthy sex. It sets them up for this horrible guilt and shame. And uh, equating a equating a woman to a peppermint patty doesn't that objectify the woman? Well, that's kind of the point of the exercise, isn't it? Of course. I mean that, that that's it's never exactly a man what who's equated to a peppermint patty or a chewed piece of chewing gum or anything like that. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, no, these programs don't do that. They, these programs are designed to shame women. Yeah, it's they're not the, shaming men. It's never the girls 
licking the peppermint patty or spitting in the water or whatever. It's always the boys. listen. Men are men are are basically uncontrollable, and if women are wearing short skirts and they're being provocative, a man cannot help himself. It is up to the woman to keep to keep men from feeling, you know, those desires. Amen. If so you're so you're saying that it's a Muslim program? <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Why do women have to force me to get a tingly in my dingly? I get right. <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I have been a teenage boy. I vaguely remember being a teenage boy at one point. And, you know, you didn't need a short skirt. All you need is the wind blowing in the right direction. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm not a teenager anymore, and that's all I still need. <laughs> <sighs> that's because you practice good ejaculation habits. Well, it's probably true, right? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm so alone in this hotel room. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> and you're listening to our podcast. So. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> hey, me neither. Me ah! neither. <laughs> but what's really crazy is that why can't education be just about giving people the facts, the best facts that we have? And it's it's these groups that are pushing themselves on things. They don't care about uh, getting the facts to students, they they care about getting their story out, and it's like we we should be having the experts deciding these curriculums. It's not about facts; it's about the agenda, and it's right. about the narrative. And yeah. shame; it's about shaming. Yeah, no, it, it all comes down to it. It's about control. Yes, I mean, even even aside from any abstinence programs, like aside from any uh, anything you might say that oh it, it'll convince kids to have more sex, uh, I would say. Well, if the if the actual facts actually do increase teen pregnancy, that is not an argument not to give them out. I mean, the actual facts don't increase teen pregnancy. They prevent it. But even if that were true, we still want to tell our kids the truth, I think. Well, but and here's the thing is that we know statistically that these absence only programs increase teen sex rates and they get tons of funding. But when well, the program sex rate. the sex rates remain the same, but they increase teen pregnancy rates. Isn't that what I said? No, you said, said sex rates. I'm sorry. I meant teen pregnancy rates go up. Right. The, the, the sex rates probably do say the same, but the teen pregnancy rates go up. And if there's a program that works, they defund it. They don't give funding to programs that actually statistically work, like giving birth control to teenagers. Well, there's an interesting thing on that. Um, there's this um, uh, organization, Administration for Children and Families, which grants uh, uh, awards grants to abstinence-focused programs. And um, they've reviewed this and found that uh, this program does not review its grantees' education materials for scientific accuracy and does not require grantees to either program or to review their their own materials for scientific accuracy. Right, because it's, because it's made up and the facts don't matter. <laughs> it's yeah. whose line is it anyway for sex education? And talk about fear-mongering. You know, we were talking about fear-mongering earlier. This is total fear-mongering. Well, yeah, this... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It is. Hey, have we have we, uh, have we killed this one yet? <laughs> well, Brian, I was going to talk about that. Um, if you pass around a dead horse and keep beating it, <laughs> by about the third time, nobody's going to want to beat it anymore. <laughs> right, but, but, but to be fair, Terry... Wait, are we talking like about it. beating it to a dead horse? <laughs> challenge accepted 
Brian, you're willing to mix uh, necromancy with bestiality? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Did you mean necrophilia? Necrophilia, yeah. No, he means necromancy. <laughs> I think pretty sure he means necromancy. <laughs> oh, well, that that wouldn't make sense if you're bringing the horse back to life in order to fuck it. That's, <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Well, I still want it warm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, now the places we go. Ah, okay, I need to know about anti-breakers. Okay, you know I loved this article. I loved reading through it because this is one of those um, one of those arguments to absurdity. Yes, it is. Um, basically, this is this is a guy who wrote an article about how he's taking his brakes off his car because he believes that brakes are what causes the accidents. Yeah, so and but, to be fair, he he backs that up. He does. But the problem is that uh all the mechanics out there refuse to remove his brakes because they're in the uh they're in the they're in the pockets of uh big brakes, essentially. <laughs> he didn't quite use big brakes, but that this is yeah, that that's kind of where he was going. That that, that yeah. they were only part of the mainstream pro braking community. Exactly. They're paid forty nine ninety nine to do brakes pad installations. So, so what was interesting about this is so he uses um he, he specifically cherry picks his facts so to be outdated to be outdated facts. So he talks about how how the first cars didn't even have brakes and they and they used um and they used um sh- downshifting to, to slow the cars down and stop. Uh-huh. And Which, so Which by the way, eats through your clutch very fast. Well, it certainly will, right? But but his point was is that when they did that, there was less accidents. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. One, one time I was driving in the snow, and I'd lightly tapped my brakes, and I completely lost control of the car. Right. My brakes sure. could have easily gotten me killed. <laughs> yeah, so he goes through all of these, you know, kind of outdated arguments and, and stuff like that. So he puts these things together. And, and it's basically, I mean, to, to me, I, I was thinking of, like, this is, like, the, the perfect kind of, like alternative medicine type of deal, you know. Well, you know, homeopathy, you know, oh, they say it doesn't work, but I mean, yeah, or anti-vax, anti-vax, right? It's the same kind of thing. You, you, th- this kind of argument that he's putting up here can can be used for a lot of different things, right? To, to, so you, the misleading facts that he uses to 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 make his point and stuff like that. I, it was, it, it's really well done, actually. It's it's a wonderful tongue-in-cheek piece. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, you know, I, I, I love this down below about the mechanic, when he asked to get the brakes taken off his car, the mechanic accused him of being ignorant. He says, when I was the one who looked up how much rotational torque brakes can be, could put on your rotors. He didn't even know how much torque a rotor can take before being warped. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, that varies from rotor to rotor. Absolutely. Um, big automotive, that was what it was. It wasn't big brakes. It was big automotive. Yeah, big it automotive. Says, Don't yeah. listen to the NTSB and big automotive. I said no to brakes. We'll be using natural remedies like gravity and putting our feet on the ground to stop. <laughs> After all, if that was good enough for me when I was on my bike as a kid, it's good enough for my children and my car. <laughs> and it's good enough for Fred Flintstone. I was going to go there. You you beat me to it. Nicely done. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine so, somebody driving around in a Ford F-350 putting their feet down 
onto the ground and try and stop it. Like and you will, know, and you will know that they did it because you'll find their feet uh, 60 feet behind the car. Isn't that yeah. how Fred Flintstone stopped his car? Didn't yeah, he that that's how he got it going. That, that, you haven't been paying attention to me, Terry. I'm very disappointed. I'm sorry. <laughs> My um, headset was cutting in and out for a second. Sorry. I missed that part. Mm. I'll accept your apology. All right. So what, <laughs> so what we got here? We got David Brooks just makes God up. So I've got David Brooks uh, hand-waving about the decline of America and all of the... Uh, uh, Terry, I'm sorry. I, I want to correct you before we get any further. Yes. Murica. Murica, sorry. Okay. Murica. So he feels that Murica is in decline because of single parenthood and, uh, you know, uh, the family breakdown and clubbing and sex and juvenile delinquency. And he's worried about our kids, right? Because Murica. So he proposes, quote, reintroducing norms a task that will require first a moral vocabulary. And he th- believes that a plague of non-judgmentalism has destroyed these norms and we need to repair up and down the scale universally together and all at once. So uh, we need judgmentalism and holding everybody responsible. We need to be more morally articulate and devise clearer definitions of how we should be behaving in all levels. So he he's kind of, this ties into uh, the article we were talking about earlier about the gay marriage thing. He sees the decline of America as, you know, uh, all of this liberalism and all of these promiscuous people having sex and we're going in the wrong spiritual and moral direction and whatever. This is uh, par for the course for Brooks. So Here's um, the thing is that I, I think that he's right. I mean, we have to outlaw divorce. I think that's the only real answer here. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in the article, this salon um, writer is critiquing him. Jeffrey Taylor is critiquing him and he brings up the Leviticus stuff again about stoning your kids and stoning your daughter if she's not a virgin and all of that kind of stuff. So um, the other problem with that is that the way that I cherry pick my my first testament bible it makes it sound like like Jesus you know got rid of the the original covenant the way I cherry pick it you see. So, so this Leviticus stuff, they just gotta keep pounding, it's not pounding on this stuff because it just doesn't matter with the way that I cherry pick. Exactly, you're right. They've got the, um, touchy feely Jesus-y stuff. Right, so, exactly. Um, yeah, so sh- this author just kind of makes the point that, you know, you can't, you wanna go back to this imaginary history, you wanna go back to Victorian, um, mores, but, you know, what is a core morality? And you really need to look, look to, um, our evolutionary history for, um, the moral, you know, the how we live together in a society, the things that evolved in cooperative mammalian societies are really what the morals are. You know, I, you I, know, I, 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 I got to address Victorian mores. <laughs> the, the Victorian age was so repressed that they were kinkier than we are. Yes. Well, well ex- maybe not than us here, but then <laughs> <laughs> let's say in general. Uh, okay. America in right. general. America. Yeah, America. America. Yes. I like how yeah. in the Victorian era, you, you couldn't even say the word trousers. You, you had to, if you were to talk about them at all, they were called, you, you referred to them as the Southern Necessities. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get tired of this idea that just because, you know, they, they I mean, just because I, there is a, there's a point where you got to say, what is, the, what is the most fair thing? Right. And, and, and what is the thing that, that is, is the best for the most people? And as and, opposed to this idea that it must be this strict morality that we're going to set in place. Well, why, why, why does, why does your strict morality matter? Because David Brooks is making what logical fallacy? 
Oh, uh, uh, appeal to antiquity. Appeal to antiquity. Yeah. In one dumbass. Nice. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. So yeah, right. That's just what they're doing. So because everything was better in the past. Exactly, and this idea that everything was better in the past is so fallacious. Things are better now well, no, than they ever true. have been. It's true because Tyrannosaurus Rexes could not masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep coming back to that. Yeah, yeah, apparently, apparently. Which is a nice. Well, we, oh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I'm just going to say we we have won a lot of victories for uh, that that have brought us to our current uh, sense of moralities, like victories for towards equality for black people, towards equality for women, um, and towards uh, more sexual freedom. And I, I do believe that is an improvement, if the, even if these guys don't. Right, but here's the thing is that morality should evolve as we as we evolve with us, right? We shouldn't yeah. be stuck with this archaic form of morality anyway. Well, it, it does evolve. It just It's just that people keep on sticking their feet in the mud and trying to hold it back, but it, it still evolves around them. I mean, even uh, the Mormon church, uh, had, they're kind of, uh, they backed off on polygamy, they backed off on the uh, black people thing, and they're starting to back off on homosexuality. They'll get there in another decade or two. Right. So, but what, what I hear you suggesting by, by suggesting that they're putting their mud in the feet is that maybe we should take the brakes off of their cars. <laughs> you know, I, I did picture Fred Flintstone's car when I said that. <laughs> But anyway, I ruined Terry's yeah, segue. Uh, segue next, so that's okay. No, the next article is related. It's just another thing about um, the religious right uh, trying to, you know, tell other people what to do with their penises and vaginas, and getting all worked up about that, and um, talking about the decline of our of our country, the decline of America. So this woman proposes a solution, and that is National Days of Prayer. Because, ah. of course, right? Of course. Uh, Right. Yes. So she has a quote from Corinthians in here about um, <laughs> if you, I can't find it right now, but it's basically like if you deviate from from this, you know, from the moral structures of this religion, then God will destroy you. But if you repent, oh, if you just repent, God will lift you up. So, yeah, God will punish you if you're bad like we are. God will lift you up if you repent. So, so I mean, once again, it's this archaic sense of morality. Mm-hmm. I mean, telling you where I can't put my penis. Don't put it in the light socket. You can't masturbate <laughs> with the with the hose from the vacuum. I mean, why why not? <laughs> oh, here's, here's the quote. It's from Jeremiah. I apologize. Oh. Uh, God says, "If I build up your nation and you fall away, I'll destroy you. If I'm going to destroy you and you repent, I will heal your land and rebuild you." So, National Day of Prayer is going to solve all of the problems. Yeah, I, it just okay. I, I I'm sorry. National Day of Placebo. I think I thought you heard. I thought you said <laughs> so. National Day of Pandering. Is that what it is? That, yes, it that is. could be it. That is what it you is. know, placebo pandering. It all fits. It all fits all in pee. the. Uh, it is. It's all pee. It's all good in the hood. <laughs> all right. You know, actually, this quote from the Book of Jeremiah uh, doesn't God sound a little indecisive? Yeah. Well, if I build up your nation and you fall away, I'll destroy you. But but if I'm going to destroy you and repent, well, I guess I'll heal your land and rebuild you. <laughs> yeah, he's a flip-flopper, right? But well, once again, with the way that I cherry-pick my Bible, Jeremiah doesn't matter. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right, what's this last one? Some samples of logical, of internet logic. Oh, I, I love this. Um, this is another one of those, it's another one of those that Howard sent that just is just, 
it's it's the candy icing on the on the heavy stuff he sends. Okay. Um, scientists are sure they're right, and religious people are sure they're right. Therefore, science is a religion, which is a false syllogism, by the way. Leftists have splintered into many factions, and Christians have splintered into many factions. Therefore, leftists are the same as Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Different historians studying the same event will come to different conclusions. Therefore, there is no such thing as historical truth. Well, you weren't there, so you can't. So, how would you know? Uh, and besides, which history is always written by the winning side. That, that's true. That's and true. if you're if you're given a choice between printing the fact and printing the legend, print the legend. <laughs> Absolutely. I do not have a same a name for my philosophical method. Therefore, I have no philosophical method, and I just see things as they are. That's right, right from the gut. Reactionaries oppose political organizing based on personal identity, and revolutionaries oppose political organizing based on personal identity. Therefore, revolutionaries are the same as reactionaries. You can also yep, because say that they have one thing in common. Achieve their, achieving their goals by violence? <laughs> Two things. Okay. If they uh, have anything in common, they're exactly the same. Yeah, uh, just some wonderful examples of false syllogisms. Winston, I can't think of any reason for atheism except faith. Therefore, neither can you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's argument to... Uh, Absurdity. No, it's argument no. to in incredulity. Incredulity, right? Therefore, yeah, personal that, incredulity. That used to be your. That was used to be your favorite. It used to be. Yeah, it still is one of my favorites. I, I, I really do. I like to use it. Is when I, when I say it's my favorite, it's my favorite argument to use. I, I had somebody use it on me the other day. They we're talking about you know police officers and abuse of power. Well, I've never seen. I've never seen a, an officer abuse his power. Therefore, therefore, never. It never happens. I do not understand how society works. Therefore, neither do you. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yep, those are good. Those are pretty uh, funny. All right, well, uh, there's, there's also a fun one that happens to be linked on the page as a recent post by this guy. Um, he was talking about the wonderful time he had not seeing the Fantastic Four. <laughs> He said that, you know, he, he, he started off and about a half an hour into the, into not seeing the movie, he regretted not having any popcorn, but then he realized that he had popcorn at, at home. So he made it and from then on it was a pure delight not seeing it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that we, we have made it. We've done a, a, and, and, and this is like barely touching the amount of links that we get from Howard. In fact, <laughs> yeah. He has sent us enough links just today. That we could do another podcast. <laughs> so have we have we demystified or or further mystified Howard? Uh, uh, I, I I think he'll be mystified that we did this in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, please say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. And that is another one in the can. Hey, thanks, Howard. <laughs> good night. Good night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 
The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Board. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.